Using gerrymandering, voter suppression, and other nefarious tactics, the Republican Party has manipulated our electoral system to maintain as much control as possible despite being a party in the minority. Liberal Dan Radio seeks to change that, and I need your help in doing so. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you go to StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com and make your contribution, it will encourage other voters to reach out to their legislators to pass legislation to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression and target elected officials who refuse to protect the vote. Every eligible voter should be able to cast a ballot, and that ballot should have the same power as everyone else. I can't do this alone. I need your help. So please go to StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com and make your contribution today. That's StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com. StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax deductible as charitable contributions. That is 914-803-4131. Or you can join us in the Blog Talk Radio chat room. Sign up for your free Blog Talk Radio account. Go to the uh, episode page at blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. And then you could look at the bottom of the episode page and the chat window will be there. And you can leave your comments there as well. Oh, I left that open. Look at that. <laughs> Interesting. So there we go. Have that on the on on the screen. I wasn't expecting that to be up on the screen on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, you could also leave your comments or questions in the chat room there as well, and I will respond to them as I get to them. If you're listening after the live broadcast, you could leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread at liberaldan.com, on facebook.com slash liberaldan, respond to me at liberaldan radio on Twitter. And of course, there is also the uh, comment thread on the YouTube video as well, as I always keep the live streams up as well to make sure that everybody has uh, the opportunity to leave their comments, even if you don't get to listen live, because we're not always on the same schedule, but I want to give you a chance to have your say as well. Uh, so big announcements. Uh, I, if you were following me on Facebook or Twitter, uh, I now have finally made the big announcement which is that uh, former host of Talk Soup, uh, Queer as Folk, and of the Hal Sparks Mega Worldwide radio program, Hal Sparks is going to be on Liberal Dan Radio next week at 8.30 p.m. So I'm very much looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a great time. Could potentially be one of my best shows ever, Um, one of my biggest guests ever. That's absolutely for certain. Um, and I'm very excited to have him on and welcome him on. And who knows, maybe if it goes really well, we could, uh, you know, have him on as a regular or semi-regular. I mean, he's obviously a very busy guy with all of his stuff that he's working on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, when I got the opportunity, when it fell in my lap, I was like, 
yes, I would like to have Hal Sparks on my show. Thank you very much. That would be awesome. I'm a big fan. I, I really love his work. I think it's very funny and smart, too. Um, and I've been listening, watching some of his uh, podcasts uh, on YouTube that he's posted. And, I mean, he's super mega informed about the issue. So this is going to be a very good show. I really am looking forward to it. Um, that's next week, next Wednesday. The show starts at 8 p.m. Central. He will be on. He's scheduled to be on at 8.30 p.m. Central. Uh, so make sure to stay tuned for that. If you don't follow the show, subscribe to the YouTube channel, whatever, make sure to do that to make sure you get, uh, make sure that you get, uh, notified when we go live, cause it should be a fun one. Um, you're not really doing too much in the form of headlines this week. Did have a couple of interesting things. Dolly Parton, uh, has, uh, announced that people who work at Dollywood, she's going to pay for their, uh, schooling. Uh, so as LeVar Burton said, I don't know if we deserve Dolly Parton, but we're sure as hell happy to have her. Um, Dolly Parton is an amazing person. Um, been to Dollywood as well. That was a fun park. Um, but, uh, then you have, of course, on the other side of the, uh, wonderfulness spectrum, i.e. the terribleness spectrum, you have Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene was warning us, uh, that, you know, the, the house, the house, uh, uh, jail is like a gulag and that Nancy Pelosi is sending her gazpacho after us. Not her Gestapo, mind you, the word she was probably looking for. No, her gazpacho. Cold. Nancy Pelosi is sending cold tomato soup after you. <sighs> Almost salsa, I guess. Whew. I mean, they're so bad. Like This is the sad part about it. This is the sad part about the state of politics in this country. It is so bad, so horribly bad, that these people might have a chance to be in control of things next year if they're able to cheat and get their way. Now, let me tell you something. They are, they are going to be saying that we're cheating because they have this whole lie manufactured that we somehow – are, you know, letting somebody cross the border and say, here's your voting card, go vote. No, that's not how it works. But they're projecting their bad election behavior on us in the hopes that nobody sees the fact that they pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Pay no attention to the fact uh, that uh, if you've been paying attention to my Stop the Coup video series that I talk about uh you know, the stop the coup efforts that I advertise at the beginning of each show. Um, I have made a series of videos and I'm up to the eight state seats, eight seat states, i.e. I've done what well, I didn't do the one seat states from 2020 uh, because of the fact that, you know, there's no gerrymandering that you can do in a one seat state, except for the fact that the state is a gerrymander in and of itself, potentially, you know, the how states are drawn and whatever. Some, some states are weirdly shaped, um, but there's no gerrymandering within the state because there's no way to draw a district because it's just one district. Um, but going on from two and above, two, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, we've covered those already in the video series. Um, and we've seen as of right now, the Republican Party, after looking at the two through eight seat states, 
the Republican Party nationwide has a plus eight advantage when it comes to controlling Congress, i.e., as of right now in the course of the video series, the Republican Party has eight more seats than they should when looking at how each state elected their congressman versus how each state voted for president. Now, it's not always going to be exact, but it's drawn in such a way that the Republican Party has an eight seat advantage. Now, the eight seat states ended up being a wash uh, because of the four states and the eight seat states. You wound up, you wound up have wound in good English name. You wound up having, um, was it Wisconsin was 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 one seat. Um, Minnesota was it Minnesota? Wisconsin, Minnesota. What are the freaking? Let me let me look it up. Let me look up my Google Keep right here and see what it. Okay, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Missouri, or as some people say, Missouri, and Maryland, the state I grew up in. Um, oddly enough, Minnesota uh, accurately and adequately represents their people in Congress. It it was roughly a, a down the middle vote. Joe Biden got for 52 percent of the vote. Uh, Donald Trump got 45 percent of the vote. According to the formula that I've been using, it should be half and half. Four should be four of the seats should be represented by the Republicans, and four seats should be controlled by well, in Minnesota, it's called the Democratic Farmer Labor Party, uh, but the party that caucuses with the Democratic Party, which is the Democratic Farmer Labor Party in the state of Minnesota, um, four four even. Wisconsin, even though it's also a fifty fifty split, uh, they represent their state. Uh, 5-3 instead of 4-4. So there's a one-seat advantage there for Republicans. Uh, Democrats are underrepresented in uh, Congress in from the state of Wisconsin. Missouri also, 57-41, uh, to 41, there should be five Republican seats and three Democratic seats, but there's only two Democratic seats, meaning that there is also one additional uh, extra seat that are, is representing Republicans in Congress where there shouldn't be. Um, which gives another plus one, so plus two. On the other side of the coin, you have Maryland, which looks like somebody who was drunk and nervous drew the state, horribly drawn lines, ridiculously drawn lines. And Maryland, again, should also be a 5-3 state, uh, but it's 7-1. There's only one Republican seat. So there's plus two from Wisconsin and Missouri, Missouri, plus two uh, from Maryland. That's a wash. They're even as of right now. But interestingly enough, uh, Brian Kaler and Bo Underwood uh, wrote this article on publicwitness.wordandway.org. Uh, the article is called Jesus and Gerrymandering. Um, this is, that's, let's see, quote, this is such a time as this. I believe God called us here to serve with your blessing. That's how Missouri State Representative Sarah Walsh, a Republican and a Baptist, on Monday, February 7th, described the legislative push to redraw the state's U.S. congressional map to send more Republicans to Congress. So the six to two isn't good enough for them. They want to move six to two to seven to one. They want to do what Maryland's doing. Um, so again, according to, I mean, they, they use the same rough map, math that I do. Uh, they say Donald Trump beat Joe Biden 57 to 41 in Missouri, which 
if you do your math, would be quite close to a five to three map. Um, so then you have, let's see, um, Wid, Widholm, I don't know if I pronounced that right, saw God at work in the partisan rally. She declared about the state capital, we're going to claim this territory back for the Lord. Um, what else? What are the quotes in here? Her prayer, she thanked God uh, that you gave our founding fathers the wisdom and the direction to create the system for us. She added that this push for a seven-to-one map is all in an effort for you, that we would live in a godly nation that glorifies you, that we could raise you up, that people ultimately would be saved. So it's not about representing the people. Screw the people. This is all about their religious beliefs. Uh, let's see. Buh, 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 buh. Other speakers at the rally explicitly explained the partisan goal of getting more power for Republicans, uh, weaving into the remarks, obviously, about fraud, the so-called fraud in the 2020 elections. Um, problems with government efforts to resume COVID, the Jefferson City swamp, uh, Jefferson City, Missouri, um, and the dangers of socialism. Uh, joining state lawmakers and anti-abortion advocate, ad, advocate activists in the offering remarks was Republican Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, who had previously argued for a 7-in-1 map and against ballot initiatives because he believes in God instead of democracy. And if that quote isn't just a pure example of where the Republican Party is, although I'm sure half of them might be like, instead of saying believing in God instead of democracy, they probably would say tr- believing in Trump instead of democracy, because at the end of the day, they don't believe in democracy. These people do not believe that people should be adequately and fairly represented. Now, look, in my video series that I'm doing, I'm being as nonpartisan as possible in that I'm representing the states, the, the, the real numbers as they exist. And when blue states don't adequately represent the Republicans in their state, I will call them out on it. And I basically, it's like I do with Maryland, my, the state where I was raised. If you want to see my home state because I was born in Delaware, I didn't stay there very long. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, I, I lived a good chunk of my life, a good solid 18 years uh, in the state of Maryland, and uh, they draw their lines pretty poorly. And for being a blue state, even though they have a Republican governor, uh, they are a blue state, um, and they draw their congressional districts poorly. And I'll criticize them for it because that's the way I roll. I'm not above criticizing my own side when I feel that my own side is not doing the right thing. But that being said, the idea that the the Democrats do it too, yeah, I'm covering the fact that the Democrats do it too. I'm also covering the fact that the Republicans are doing it worse. The Republicans are so bad at it. Like Republicans will point at California and be like, well, look at how bad California is. Yeah, we are going to look at how bad California is. And then we're going to look at how bad the nation is before California and after California and just see how big of an advantage the Republican Party has nationwide when it comes to how states are gerrymandered. Let's see. Guest commentary, and this is KansasCity.com. This is a link to it um, the idea of hyper-director democracy concerns me. Jay Ascroft, a secretary of state overseeing elections, uh, he doesn't believe in democracy. He says he's believing in a partisan mission from God. And, you know, I guess they need to have somebody – if somebody hasn't done this already, they should have taken the picture of Jay Ashcroft 
John Ashcroft's son, and said, you know, put the like the Blues Brothers stuff on him and be like, I'm from a mission from Gad. Uh, it's not because I don't believe that people should be involved. It's because I believe uh, that our rights come from God. By hyperdirect, he means those pesky ballot initiatives where the people actually vote on changes to the Missouri Constitution or other important matters. He hopes state lawmakers will weaken our right to exercise such power, apparently by doing things like rejecting an anti-union law and expanding mem- Medicaid. The voters keep getting in the way of John Ash- of J. Ashcroft's God. From Ashcroft's perspective, God God's will is determined by elites instead of trusting the voice of the people as spoken through the democratic process. We need a few politicians to serve as mediators or priests to determine and enforce the divine plan. Miraculously, what Ashcroft sees as God's agenda just happens to match the Republican platform. Would Ashcroft be singing from the same hymnal if the Democratic Party dominated Missouri political life? As our state self-anointed bishop, anyone else questioning Ashcroft's wisdom now commits a spiritual sin rather than expressing a basic democratic right. I guess I'll have to go to confession for writing this piece. His attitude explains the righteous zeal in which he's tried to thwart the constitutional rights of Missourians uh, to engage in ballot initiative process to make it harder for people to vote. Um, And this person, Brian Kaler, uh, who wrote this in December 2nd, 2021, uh, is a Missouri Baptist minister. So it's not like this person is, is just a, someone who's coming from a secular point of view. This person is a man of the cloth and has a problem with what Jay Ashcroft and other Republicans like him say or do. Um, so there you go. Um, oh, what, what else are the big news of the day? But yeah, anyway, so again, go to stopthecoot.liberaldan.com if you want to help fight What's going on here? Uh, because this is dangerous. This is dangerous to our country. They, the Republicans want to say, want to pretend to believe that, that what the Democrats are doing are going to destroy our country. This literally will destroy our country, period. This, this, this undermines the, whatever, the foundations that this country is built on. Stopthecoup.liberaldan.com will bring you to the site uh, you could watch it. There's a link to the video series where you could watch um, all videos that I've made on this topic so far. And you could also make a contribution uh, to help me fight this fight. And I can't do it alone. I need your help. So um, one final thing. Um, <clears throat> you had the uh, Republican Party, the, the National Republican Party voted to censure um, Brian Demonox, yo, how about that Nintendo Direct? That's tonight's top right. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, final topic before the first commercial break is the whole Republican Party voting uh, to censure uh, both uh, two Republican Congress people, uh, including Liz Cheney. Uh, and, and if you would have told me, like several years ago. That I'd be sitting up here agreeing with Liz Cheney, I'd have laughed at you. I'd be like, "There's no way. There's no way that I'm sitting here going to be agreeing with a Cheney or, or saying that the Cheney that a Cheney is one of the best that the Republican Party has to offer." I mean, that's not necessarily praise. I mean, it's not a, a ringing endorsement by saying that she's the best that the party has to offer. But they called the actions on that day legitimate political discourse and that's a bunch of bull 
Of course, they tried to crawfish back. They tried to say that we weren't talking about the people committing the violence, but they didn't make that distinction prior. And that's what we're doing. It's like, this is what what they do. We say we have a problem with the violent people. They say, but the people weren't violent. Only a few people were violent. Those are the people we're talking about, dumbasses. (sighs) It's like saying she's the most useful fart in a sewer. Technically correct. Yes. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I like being correct, technically or otherwise. But uh, that vote and the commentary uh, thereof uh, has inspired this week's hypocrite of the week this week's hypocrite of the week is senate minority leader mitch mcconnell senate minority leader mitch mcconnell called january 6th a violent insurrection in response to the gop calling it legitimate political discourse senate minority leader mitch mcconnell refused to help form a bipartisan commission to investigate the violent insurrection not only is senate minority leader mitch mcconnell a hypocrite he's giving aid and comfort to the insurrectionists to see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left, that's right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash Liberal Dan. And that's right, and if you want early access to many of the Liberal Dan Radio bits that I do air on the show, you can become a Liberal Dan Radio patron, just like Demonox. And your boy Chris and my friend Cesara in California, thank you all for supporting the show. Uh, you get early access to those things and potentially other things as well. And if you sign up soon enough, you might even get a nice free shirt that we're, we're busy designing and spitting out potentially to be coming out sometime in March. Uh, for those people who have been supporting the show for a year, uh, I'll cut the special shirts off um, at some point, uh, but I'm not necessarily going to cut them off immediately. I'm going to give people an opportunity to support the show because – you know, I try to be a nice guy. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Yes, as Demonox say, if you were a Liberal and Radio Patreon supporter, y'all would have heard that already. Y'all would have been spoiled, I guess. So if you, I guess, if you, but if you don't like spoilers, then just don't listen to the thing. But you can still support the show. And if you can't afford to spend money to support the show, then I please urge you to subscribe to Liberal Dan Radio here on YouTube as well, because that's one of the best ways to support the show. And, of course, share the crap out of my videos and content like Demonox does, because Demonox is an awesome supporter, and I support him muchly. Uh, We're going to take our first commercial break. Come back. Take your calls as well. 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out Budgeteers.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out Budgeteers.com or go to YouTube.com slash Budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. 
BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2, where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdeminox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. And if you missed all of the announcements that I've made on this so far, I will reiterate the fact that next week we are going to have Hal Sparks on the show. Hal Sparks, former host of Talk Soup. Uh, star of one of the stars of Queer as Folk and uh, the host of House Sparks Mega Worldwide. Uh, he, he is a stand-up comedian, and I find him to be very, very funny, and I'm very excited to have him on the show. Uh, so, yes. So very much looking forward to that show. Make sure to tell not only tune in, but tell your friends as well. Go to Liberal Dan uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Liberal Dan. Uh, there is an event that I put up there. You can share the event and make sure that all of your friends know that I am going to be having Hal Sparks on my show. It should be a good show. I am very much looking forward to it. Again, I've listened to some of his radio show that he has it's on YouTube, and he is a smart, informed guy. It's, it's not just funny. He is funny, but he's very informed as well. So, Demonox, went to record a new episode Sunday night. Forgot that I don't have Audacity. Uh, configured right on the new PC. So you do have the audacity, Demonox. You just don't have it configured right. Is that what you're trying to say? That you do have the – we all have the audacity, I suppose. 
Um, <laughs> Demonox does not do a live podcast, though. But, I mean, you know, he could. Um, I was toying around with the idea of, of, of opening up different slots on different nights uh, to have other people be hosts on day and radio as well for like so like you know wednesday nights will be me maybe other nights will be other people uh <laughs> ouch bad jokes uh my, my oldest son asked if, if he didn't go shower if he was going to be punished and i was like yes i'm going to punish you i'm going to give you 14 different puns and you're going to have to suffer through all of them <laughs> all the puns all the time <clears throat> yes i make bad jokes too bad impressions and bad jokes Brought to you live on Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, that's right. Anyway, so the main topic of this conversation... You know, it's called science. ...is the whole arguments over what's going on with COVID-19 um, and uh, misinformation that continuously gets spread by the right. Uh, people who just hate masking, hate social distancing, just don't want don't to be bothered to give a crap about their fellow human being uh, because of the fact that they just don't care. They don't care whatsoever. Um, but in, in one of the conversations, because I was going to make, was, you know, I, use, I like to make Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell a hypocrite of the week. But I have to be honest and I have to be fair in that, you know, earlier in the week, I would have a problem with what, the state, what Stacey Abrams did. This, when she went and posed for a picture, maskless, in front of a bunch of masked kids. I hate the word optics, but the optics of that had to have been seen as, this is a bad idea. Don't do it. But furthermore, it's, it's a bad idea because you're not setting the example that you need to be setting as somebody who is an elected official, somebody who wants to bring common sense and reasonableness and compassion for your fellow human beings to Georgia government. You're not going to do that by, by making yourself appear to be a hypocrite. So then she gets called out on the picture, and they delete the picture. And then, and then they say that false attacks were made against her. And look, they very well may have been false attacks made against her, but that doesn't change the fact that you did something that was just horrifically stupid. You're very, Stacey Abrams is a very intelligent person. So I don't know who was the person in charge of making that decision. I mean, look think I'm a smart person. I've done stupid things before. And smart people can do stupid things. Stacey Abrams, in this particular circumstance, I have a big problem with it. But, you know, Megyn Kelly tweeted it out, um, this whole thing. And I responded to Megyn Kelly's thing about, you know, whether or not she was hypocritical about this, you, we still need to be doing masks. We still need to follow the science. And so somebody, uh, if, you're, if you happen to be watching on YouTube, uh, Let's see. Boop, boop, boop. There we go. Uh, California versus Texas. Somebody responded to me. Two years of masking, LOL. Did you see this? Texas, no mandates for over the last year. California continue mandates. Still, California had a much higher spike per capita. People wake up. All right. So here's the map that you see. And, and it sounds compelling. Per capita, per million cases, Texas lower in this spike than California in this spike. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing that they leave out, and it's very important for them to, to they need to see. All right, so let's look at testing that's done. All right? California, cases per 100,000. Tests, 353,152. 
So they do this many tests in the amount of that time period. And for per 100,000 people, the cases per 100,000 people, 21,000 confirmed cases per 100,000 people. Now, let's look at – is this the second picture? Is this a, Yeah. Texas cases per 100,000 people, um, 22,000. So, okay, Texas has more cases per 100,000 people according to this, this data, which might be a little more current than the data that they gave me. But tests, 156,900, so 157,000 tests as compared to 353,152 tests. So California tests double the amount of people. So what does that mean? That means that Texas is going to miss people. Texas's numbers are not nearly as accurate as they could be. Furthermore, let's look at positivity rate by their tests. Very recent data, 126, 35, 35, 34, 34, 33, up to 29.9% from 2-5-2022. So the test that they were doing, Texas is about is between 30 to 35% in the last two weeks. California, same time period, 16 to 20. California has just under half of the positivity than Texas does. So, yes, masking, social distancing, and everything that California has done is clearly better than what's going on in Texas. Why? Because of the fact that California is testing a lot more to get a better handle on what's going on. Because, you know, according to Donald Trump, remember when he gave his little speech in Tulsa, and he said, you know, I told them to stop testing because when you, when you test, you get more cases. You know, it's called science. And so they wanted to be able to have – he wanted to be able to – not show as many cases, even though the cases would still be there. The, the people would still have COVID. He just didn't want to see them. He wanted to duck his head in the sand like an ostrich or the ground or the dirt or wherever. Um, he wanted to be like an ostrich and hide from the data instead of embracing data and making data-driven decisions based off of where the virus is. If we would have ramped up testing to the point where we were just testing everybody as much as possible and making sure that we got a, a real grip on where the outbreaks were happening, we might have been able to return to more normalcy in more areas more quickly if we would have been able to clamp down where the outbreaks were happening and strategically use, as Bush would say, strategery to, to, to combat this. But no, he failed. He's a miserable failure as a president, and it's just so bad that, you know, they're, they're what was it, Ivanka Trump earlier today or recently uh, tweeted something out about Jefferson and how the jackals were all around him or whatever, and the people were surrounding him. He was surrounded by his enemies, and uh, and what she quoted was him discussing the people that were coming after him because he raped somebody. I mean, they're really they're just so bad at this. They're so bad at this, and I don't know what's worse, the fact that they're this bad at this or the fact that they're this bad at this and still being as successful as they're being. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy that they're able to do this. But again, look, almost half 
the positivity rate. So yeah, absolutely. Of course, what happened? Did this person respond to me uh, when it comes to uh, what, when I counteracted the data that was presented? I mean, I thanked the person. I said, look, you have all the people trying to engage me on this post. You at least, uh, you at least uh, actually gave me a, a, some bit of data now, in, which made me go find more data to show why you aren't really looking at the data correctly. But still, they showed me more data, which was more than what many other people like to do. See, Demonox. But if if it's just like the flu, how come we don't wear masks for the flu? Exactly. That's <laughs> somebody who went to high school with um, her. I think it was her mother on her post basically made that point. Said, well, are we just going to wear masks for the flu? Well, maybe we should wear masks for the flu. Maybe we should look out for our fellow human beings because we saw that people being vaccinated for the flu, for the strains that they make the flu shots for every year, people socially distancing and masking, that set flu. I could bring up that provisional death count thing again, which also has the flu numbers on it. Uh, I, I know I said I wasn't going to beat that dead horse when it comes to, you know, how many people were sick on Christmas, but uh, all deaths involving influenza, um, like at the beginning of the pandemic, what was that? Like 600, 600, 600, 500. And then we started social distancing and masking and, 10, 13, 11, 12, 9, 34, no triple digits. Oh, wait, no. Okay, we had January 8th and January 1st. The first of the year was the first time we had triple digit deaths involving influenza. Um, And I don't even know if that includes whatever. But January 1st, January 8th, 137, 141 was the first time since the start of the pandemic that we had triple digit deaths nationwide in the flu. Now that could be, again, more data could come in on these other dates that maybe more people, since we're doing less social distancing, since we're dropping masking mandates, et cetera, we we're probably going to see flu going up again. Flu deaths are going to probably be seen going up again because we're, we have like governors in, in blue states be like, well, we're ta- people are tired of masking. So we're just going to stop it because they're tired of it. Boo hoo. You know, as I tweeted this out before. People have COVID fatigue. I have COVID fatigue fatigue. I'm tired of hearing about how tired you are of COVID. I'm tired of it too, but that's not going to stop me from doing what I need to do to help protect other people. Come on. Oh, we got Joe in chat room. Oh, Joy, a bunch of leftists thinking they know better than everyone else how people should live. Nice tyranny there. Um, Yes, it's so tyrannical to want people to, you know, maybe consider wearing a mask during flu season. I didn't even say they should be forced to be wearing a mask during flu season. I'm just saying when we were asked to mask up, we saw that flu deaths decreased. So if by wearing masks during flu season, if that means we could reduce the amount of flu that gets transmitted from person to person, and as such reduce the amount of deaths that take place, is that such a terrible thing? Well, the conservatives, it is because conservatives put their inconveniences as more important than the lives of other people, unless you're a fetus. If you're a fetus, guess what? We're gonna, they're going to fight to death to make sure that the pregnant person 
uh, is forced to gestate. Then, of course, once the baby is born, they don't care. They won't wear a mask around the baby during flu season. They don't care if they kill the baby after the fact. After the baby's born, guess what? If that baby catches the flu and dies, and, they, and that, that could have been prevented by them wearing a mask, well, that's my freedom. My freedom says that we have to do that. Joe doesn't know what tyranny means. Joe doesn't understand basic science. Don't be like Joe. Joe probably thinks it's okay to control women's body. You know, we're right there. We're right there. Yeah, telling you that you that you need to wear a mask to go into a grocery store because, you know, it protects other people is not tyranny. That That is not tyranny. Y'all need some new dictionaries. That's what I'm saying. Or maybe y'all just need dictionaries. Maybe even new isn't even applicable. Maybe you just need dictionaries. Maybe the new is redundant because... Maybe the the new dictionary would be the first dictionary. Who knows? But there's a whole big Google out there. You could Google definitions of things. You could even find ones that are correct. But you know, but they'll probably find the same ones where that like you know tell you that, oh, but by this definition of racism doesn't mean that we uh, that that allows white people to be victims of racism too. Well, you know, I used to think that way a few years back, maybe, when that I you know listened and paid attention, and understood that when people are discussing issues pertaining to marginalized classes of people, that they're not talking about the they're talking about the type of racism that requires somebody to have power in order to be uh, a perpetrator of it. And if you don't have power, then you then if you have power, you can't be a victim of it. I don't understand that neither. If you freedom when you are supposed to science, you're going to have a bad time. You know, it's called science. Thank you, Donald. <laughs> um, anyway, let's, let's, let's turn off this, this provisional death cut page because I promised I wasn't going to beat that dead horse. Um, let's go ahead and take the, next, the second commercial break. Uh, we will come back, take your calls as well, 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. We'll listen to the words of Redneck Wisdom as well and continue to discuss another topic uh, where I uh, had a, an argument with my friend Jeff, the conservative radio talk show host, about misinformation that he's spreading on his show almost every day. Liberal Dane Radio, talk from the left, that's right. Host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will? <laughs> Catch you on the tune. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. 
You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan dot com. Using gerrymandering, voter suppression, and other nefarious tactics, the Republican Party has manipulated our electoral system to maintain as much control as possible despite being a party in the minority. Liberal Dan Radio seeks to change that, and I need your help in doing so. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution, it will encourage other voters to reach out to their legislators to pass legislation to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression and target elected officials who refuse to protect the vote. Every eligible voter should be able to cast a ballot, and that ballot should have the same power as everyone else. I can't do this alone. I need your help. So please go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution today. That's stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax deductible as charitable contributions. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. Uh, we are talking about the ways that Republicans and conservatives misinform the people uh, and how they uh, fail to, uh, to, uh, to give the facts and give the truth and instead want to uh, uh, spread misinformation in the name of freedom. So... Jeff, Jeff Quare, who is the host of Ringside Politics that airs every weekday morning from 7 to 11, um, four-hour show. He does a four-hour show. Sometimes I do a three-hour show. He does a four-hour show. That's conviction, I guess, although I don't have the opportunity to do four hours on Blog Talk Radio. If I did, maybe I would. It's also possible I could do a secret bonus hour on YouTube if I wanted to, um, although I wouldn't be able to use all the nice blog talk radio sounds that I get to use. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> he had been talking about this one statistic or this, these numbers that he had brought up were showing some British study saying that 80% of people vaccinated with COVID vaccinated for COVID are hospitalized with COVID and they're triple vaccinated. And I'm like, it doesn't sound right because the data that we're shown here in America is that 80% of the people who are hospitalized with COVID are vaccinated are unvaccinated, are non-vaccinated people. They're not vaccinated. Only 20% of the hospitalized people, people of people hospitalized for COVID, only 20% are vaccinated, 80% not vaccinated. So where's this coming from what 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 it, what it, are they trying to say so i asked him on the show I was like, look could you please send me this article that you're talking about because i really want to know where you're coming from because there was another article that they were talking about another study that they were talking about there was Israeli study um that said that being infected by the vac- by the virus gives better protection than the vaccine um and i wanted to know is this true? Is this what the um, is this what the study is 
really saying or are they manipulating the data? Well, it was really saying that having the virus does give you more protection, more antibodies than the vaccines do. But what they don't include in that data, what they don't include in the, in the reporting of the study that's there is that, yes, you are more protected by the virus, by, the, by an infection with COVID-19 virus than you are for the vaccine. You are still additionally more protected if after getting the virus, you get boosted, <laughs> you get a booster shot. So it's always better for the individual to get the vaccine than to not get the vaccine. Furthermore, if you don't get the vaccine in the hopes that you are going to just get the virus and then get over the sickness, and there you go, you're risking the risks of being infected with COVID without being vaccinated, i.e. you still have that higher risk of going to the hospital. You still have the higher risk of death. You still have the higher risk of major problems because you got the infection. It's always better to get vaccinated. So that's what they left out. So what the information they were giving was correct. It was incomplete. So I was glad to be able to update that. But look, I didn't realize that that was a true statement that they were making. It was just incomplete in its truthiness. I should say it was truthful. It just was incomplete. It didn't give the whole picture and it didn't work to, it's not, it's not what they said it said. They wanted to use this as the reason to not get vaccinated. No, the study still says to get vaccinated. So go get vaccinated according to that study. But this article, the daily expose.uk, um, you know, it was, was giving something the hot, uh, they urgently need our help apparently. Uh, because they suck. Uh, triple vaccinated put the most pressure on the NHS by far over the past four weeks, according to UKHSA, with 74% of COVID-19 hospitalizations recorded amongst the vaccinated. So th- this is how they reported the data. And they talk about the data a bunch. And then it's as they say, page 35 of the report, and they link to the report, good, good on them, contains the statistics on COVID-19 hospitalizations between week 51 of 2021 and week two of 2022. They, quote, confirm that the NHS has been very much overwhelmed by the vaccinated population. Is that what they really said? So we're going to go ahead and we're going to pop back open. If you're watching on YouTube, we're going to pop back open this. And uh, here's this article, banner, because they're begging for money. Um, here's table 10 COVID-19 cases presenting to emergency care resulting in overnight inpatient admission by vaccination status Uh, so here you go here's a note uh, in the table third dose greater than 14 days before the session date footnote one in the context of very high vaccine coverage in the population Even with a highly effective vaccine, it is expected that a large portion of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths would occur in vaccinated individuals, simply because a larger proportion of the population are vaccinated than unvaccinated, and no vaccine is 100% effective. This is especially true because vaccination has been prioritized in individuals who are more susceptible or more at risk of severe disease, not just covid but severe disease together. 
Individuals and risk groups may be also be more at risk of hospitalization and death due to non-COVID-19 causes and thus may be hospitalized or die with COVID-19 rather than because of COVID-19. What does that say in plain English? So these people did go to the hospital. These people did have a positive COVID test within 28 days of them being admitted into the hospital. What this is saying, and this is very important here, what this is saying is that just because they had a positive COVID test, that doesn't mean that the reason that they're in the hospital was for COVID-19. So when the article says triple vaccinated put the most pressure on NHS, it's not. They put the, and they say with 74% of COVID-19 hospitalizations recorded among the vaccinated, this isn't COVID-19 hospitalizations. These are people who were COVID-19 cases who presented to emergency care within 28 days of a positive specimen. So they needed emergency care. They stayed overnight in the hospital. And they have the, they, we've gotten their vaccination information as to how many shots they've had, how many doses they've had. But it doesn't mean that they were in the hospital specifically for COVID-19. So we go back to – let's close that in. We go back to Jeff's email. And he goes, uh, of course, more vaccinated, but here's the author's conclusion, which I believe is true. But the two-dose vaccinated population accounted for 28% of all COVID-19 hospitalizations, 31% of all COVID-19 hospitalizations over 18s, whilst the triple vaccinated population accrued for 35% of all COVID-19 hospitalizations and 39% of COVID hospitalizations over 18. The data suggests, no, it doesn't, uh, that COVID-19 injections are clearly incapable of preventing hospitalization due to COVID-19. It also proves the COVID-19 pressure put on this NHS this winter has been due to the vaccinated population, mainly the triple vaccination. And that is absolutely and 100% wrong. It is absolutely and 100% wrong. Again, and I put it out to him, but the chart doesn't say the hospitalizations are COVID-related. That's the thing. Again, in the context of very high vaccine coverage in the population, even with a highly effective vaccine, it is expected that a large proportion of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths would occur in vaccinated individuals simply because a larger proportion of the population are vaccinated than unvaccinated. No vaccine is 100% effective. Again, thus may be hospitalized or die with COVID-19 rather than because of COVID-19. So this is what they're doing. This is what they do. They take this information. And look, I went ahead and I emailed or, or messaged on Twitter uh, these people, the expose. I went ahead and messaged the expose. And I was like, I read this article. I mean, they only have 938 followers. So it's not a very big periodical. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm all that great either <laughs> when it comes to being followed. I don't necessarily judge people. Um, just because I haven't hit a thousand yet. Uh, I mean, I have 2,700, but it's fine, whatever. Um, you know, but I have more followers than they do. Um, so they're, they're not as widely as followed. But here, they, obviously, they have people who watch, read their stuff. This guy, Jeff Guerrero, who's now, you know, nationwide on um, one of the conservative news people. Uh, news stations. Uh, he the first hour of his show was telecast on their TV uh, station, which good for him. But you know, I, I reached out to them. I was like, "Look, I've read this article. 
Um, in the article, you cite a, a health officials, um, and, I, and then I put the quote from the table, um, and I'm asking them for a clarification on what they've said. Do I expect one? No, absolutely not. I do not expect one whatsoever. I expect them to either block me or dodge me or give some nonsensical answer that avoids the point. But the point is, is that this is just an, one of many examples of conservatives who are trying to mislead you on COVID-19 with things that they try and make themselves look smart. Oh, here's a chart. Here's the data. And here's what it means, but then they lie about what it means. Maybe they don't lie. Maybe they're just I – have, I have a hard time believing that Jeff, as smart as he is, doesn't realize what he's doing. But it's possible he just really just doesn't know. These people, maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't know that what they've read – maybe they're just so inept at science that they don't understand what's going on with it. And they don't understand how to read these charts and to understand what the footnotes say. Or they could just be full of crap and knowingly misleading people because that's how they maintain control is by misleading people and keeping those people who um, they believe are free thinkers, whatever, um, as misinformed as possible. Let's go ahead real quick uh, before we end the show. Uh, We're going to go ahead and play Words of Redneck Wisdom. And now, words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. The aborted fetal tissue in a lot of these vaccines, Mm -hmm. MMR shot, the flu shot, why would they have, Michelle, aborted fetal tissue in vaccines? And none of us are scientists or doctors here, and that's fine. I don't want to be a scientist or doctor. They're co-opted anyway. But it doesn't take a genius to realize that if, say, my daughters take a vaccine that has aborted fetal tissue DNA from a male, a a fetus, it Mm -hmm. is going to cross their wires over time. And then you take multiple shots like that. And so what I'm saying is from a cellular level, they are creating the transhumanist, trans movement, you know, through the vaccines. And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is what they believe, people. They've been so misinformed and, and, you know, uneducated about these things that they really believe that these injections have fetal cell lines in the shots. Like, there's, there's a piece of a fetus in the, in the thing along with the microchip, I guess. And if you're watching on YouTube and you're, and you're part of the YouTube people who try and take things down, I'm criticizing the people spreading the wrong information. I'm not actually believing this. I'm trying to counter this information. So I, I know on, on Facebook they like to pull down. They don't differentiate between the two. I want to make sure that YouTube does differentiate between the two. Um, anyway, so just like, you know, they say that there's a microchip in there as well. And I, I've heard examples of doctors who have had to take the, the syringe and like, show the syringe to the people and be like, look, there's no microchip in there. Here, I'm shaking up the vial. There's no microchip whatsoever. It's not there. And so now they, and they believe that, no, that yes, many medicines like Tylenol, 
in developing the product, they they test it on you know tissues created from aborted fetus stem cell lines that started in like the 70s. So like there was one aborted fetus in the 70s or whatever, and that those embryonic stem cells have been uh, duplicated, 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 duplicated over again. And they're used those cell lines for testing purposes. It doesn't mean that there's any human cells in the vaccine, a fetus embryonic or otherwise. They just they but they they don't want to admit that they don't want to be told that that's not true. There's no there's no fetus in your shot, people. And so that but they believe that because it was tested with it supposedly has this magical fetal cells inside the thing that's going to make you trans. No, come on, don't be ridiculous. It's absurd. That, that you're going to be a trans person, your kid's going to become a trans person just because of the fact that they got a vaccine. No, this wasn't just the COVID vaccine that they're talking about. This guy was talking about all of the vaccines, all of them. <clears throat> they're all making your kids into trans kids, right? And, of course, to them, the trans people are boogeymen because, you know, Jeff runs his commercials every 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 day about, you know, do you respect women's sports in the Second Amendment? Could you respect, defend women's sports in the Second Amendment in the Louisiana legislature? You know, that's sort of that ad that runs every day ad nauseum, you know, trying to, you know, you know, who should be participating in women's sports? Women, including trans women, because trans women are women. And again, the more you, uh, the more you make it so that, um, you know, when it comes to the younger people, for every person that accepts a trans young trans person for who they are, they're 50% less likely to commit suicide. So that's what's more important to me, not whether or not little Sally has, uh, you know, missed out on a college scholarship. But maybe we should looking at the, be looking at the fact that people shouldn't have to be stressing themselves out trying to get an athletic scholarship to begin with. They should be able to get a go to the university if they want to go to university, regardless of their athletic ability, because it's a cherry picking of fairness. What is what happens with that? Anyway, that's how I'm going to end the show. We got the words of redneck wisdom out. We got several examples of uh, misinformation and how we combat them, how I've combated them in the past. Even though it doesn't necessarily work with Jeff, I tried to bring it up to Jeff on on his show the other day, and he just talked over me and then hung up on me because he doesn't want his listeners knowing the truth. That is that he's spreading misinformation. Um, but they wouldn't believe me anyway. I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm just like. Don Quixote uh, chasing after his windmills, but it's what I do. I do each and every week, trying to inform everybody about, you know, bringing them talk from the left. That's right. Anyway, this is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Day Radio. You can tune in next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central. Remember, next Wednesday, Hal Sparks is going to be on the show. It's going to be fun. Make sure to tune in next week. If you tune in to any week of Liberal Day Radio, make sure it's next week. Share the links here with your friends. It's already up on Blog Talk Radio. It's already on LiberalBand.com. So you can share that with your friends, whatever. Let them know how Sparks is going to be on your favorite podcast, Liberal Band Radio. And also remember to go to StopTheCoup.LiberalBand.com to help me fight the gerrymandering voters, oppression, and etc. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmer with Liberal Band Radio. Well, that's right. Thank you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.